It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond to the clubhouse to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Chris Atterbury welcoming you to our Sunday program. It's Inside Twins. Thad Levine, Twins general manager, is kind enough to sit in studio with us. And first and foremost, nice to have you in studio. Oh, it's glorious to be here in person. Since we could do things like this, you just heard it, we're feeding passion. It's passion for brunch, passion for Sunday brunch, and you are sitting uh, in a very busy chair uh, over last week and this week. Not that your job isn't always busy, but trade deadline looming. Everybody loves to talk about the trade deadline. I want to start, though, on a very personal level because Nelson Cruz trade doesn't need to be rehashed. Derek did a great job of outlining who's coming, why Nelly's going, he then goes and hits a home run. But you've known Nelson Cruz forever, going back with a deep personal relationship, way back to the Texas years. What was that process like for you, not on a, a GM trading a good player, getting two players back uh, front, but but on a personal level? You know, I, I, it's, a, it's a great question. I, I feel as if Nelson Cruz, as, many, as much as any player in my career, has almost like mirrored my career we, we kind of came up to the big leagues together uh, we acquired him when I was in Texas he was a very successful AAA player hadn't really been given a chance in the big leagues not so different from myself and like I, I got an opportunity in Texas when I was a little bit inexperienced a little bit young uh, to, to help lead a franchise uh, with with a great group of people over there Nelson got a similar chance to to come up to the big leagues and be part of what ended up being uh, a, a playoff a long playoff run for that franchise he and I had a great bond. He's he's such an effervescent person. It's hard not to love the human being. I think in our game, we always talk about chemistry in the clubhouse. We talk about guys who can elevate the level of play around them. But I think we aggrandize that a little bit. He He's the embodiment of it. Uh, you know, he's the person who really transcends all facets of the, the clubhouse, motivates everybody around him. And he has a real keen eye, I think, for talent. And he subscribes to a theory that I, that I believe that he learned from Adrian Beltre when he was in Texas, which is if you're willing to put in the work to help him win a championship, which is really his singular goal, he will do everything in his power to help you achieve that. So he's he's a, a tremendous you know person, human being. Uh, what he does on the field is you know dynamic and prolific in his power. Uh, but you know I, I probably downloaded WhatsApp 15 years ago so I could <laughs> communicate with him. I sent sent him a nice note uh, on the trade told him, and I'll say this to the fans, my son said, uh, as long as Tampa's not playing Minnesota, I'm still going to be rooting for Nelson Cruz, and I sent that to Nelly, and I think it meant a lot to him. All right, well, in August, you'll have to tell your son to stay home, because Nelly, <laughs> Nelly's going to be back, and we're going to have to try to figure out how to get him out. It, it leads to a broader question, I guess, philosophically around the game, and you mentioned your span in this game, the idea of buyers and sellers, and we've become so entrenched in the idea that if you're not going to win the World Series uh, or, or you don't have a shot at winning the World Series, you're supposed to just strip the car back down to its studs and, and start over again. And yet, technically, the Twins are, are way out of it, technically sellers, 
but doesn't a seller have to be a buyer? Like you're selling the known entity, but don't you have to be aggressively buying to aid your franchise, even as you shed, whether it's salary or, or one-year deals or whatever? When we talk about these things internally, we talk about what we feel we owe the fans is either making discernible moves to help us win today or discernible moves to help us win tomorrow. The notion of just kind of standing still and you know, trying to win the Prudence Award is something that we're not, we're not looking for that sash at the end of the season. Uh, and, and furthermore, I, I think what you, you said is spot on. Like, I think for where we are from a payroll standpoint, we should always be buying and selling. You know, I think some of the best franchises in the game, the way that they've been able to stay relevant over a longer time horizon, is always having an eye towards how do we turn the current asset group into a better asset group for tomorrow. So even if we were in a buying position today, we still may be talking in some context about selling because I think we always have to be managing the service clocks of your players and trying to figure out where the waves of the next guys are coming because our goal is not to win and then disappear. Our, really, our ultimate goal is to not have to truly have to rebuild at any point. But if you're committed to not rebuilding and aspirational of winning, you're going to need to retool periodically. And I think that's something we're committed to. All right. So let's talk about asset group was the phrase that you just used. And you and Derek have both utilized the phrase, hey, if we think we can contend in 2022, we're not going to we're not going to punt, as it were, on that opportunity. And repeatedly, even Derek said uh, when Nelly was addressing the clubhouse, there's so much talent in this room. The Twins have some one-year deals. Those always get talked about at the trade deadline when you're way out of it. You've got some controllable assets who are really good players as well, and that list includes Byron and Jose and Taylor Rogers and Tyler Duffy and Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco, and I just listed off the core of a team that won consecutive division championships. How do you guys internally evaluate if this is a blip and that same core can win a championship again or if you're on the downside of the mountain and it is time to potentially look forward? Well, I can tell you, we definitely don't feel like we're on the downside of the mountain. I think we, we view that that group of players as championship caliber players. We think what's transpired this year is an anomalous outcome based upon the talent we had. See, I say blip, you say anonymous outcome. That's why, <laughs> that's why, you, get, that's why you drive the that nice car. sounded a, 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 little, a little more sterile than I was hoping for there. But I, I, I think that you know, we, we constantly have to be reviewing not only our performance and what we're projecting for the future, but so too for our division. Like we're aspirating of not playing in wildcard games, but playing in playoff series. And then how do we compare to the best in, in the American League? And so we're constantly looking at that group. But I can just say this. We have our own metrics. We have our own measures. We believe in them. That being said, one thing that does matter to us is the fact that at this trade deadline, and there will be more coming, we've had teams call on you know a dozen of our players or more. And if teams think that a dozen of our players could help them win a championship – we agree with that. We think that same dozen of players should have helped us win a championship. It didn't work out this year. That doesn't mean we have to blow it up. Let's look at 2022, see how we can build out the team uh, for then and beyond. That being said, so if you've got controllable guys and you believe they're good, which you have and you do, then if somebody wants one of your guys, they're going to have to make it more than worth your while. Absolutely, because we're not we're not shopping those players, so to speak. Uh, you know, I think there are incoming calls in some of those guys because teams genuinely believe that those players will help them win championships and they're always going to value the player who's got more years of control over the guy who has an expiring deal so we've had incoming calls on some of those guys we're not actively shopping them but our, our message has been the same we're, we're trying to win and we're trying to win in the very near term we'll make moves accordingly but those players that you're calling on right now we view as championship near-term players so uh, to use just as a data point the cruise deal you weren't acquiring lottery tickets for maybe three or four years down the road you're acquiring pitching that is at the cusp of the major leagues which is obviously what this 
team has needed this year between nutrition and injuries and lack of performance. So you're looking to, 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 to fill the holes you need to fill closer to the big league level as opposed to backfill at the bottom end of your system. I, I think most of us aspire to do fair deals. I think it's rare when you look five, seven years later to not see a clear winner in a deal. I think this is a huge win-win deal. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Rays are going for it now. They were in a World Series last year. They're able to drop in a player who is going to be one of the best leaders in their clubhouse, and he's going to hit third for them. That's a pretty demonstrative move for pretty them. Pretty good deal. Pretty demonstrative move for them. Simultaneously, we get to add two accomplished young starting pitchers to our AAA stable, a stable that we believe is very bright and, and you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel's not very long, and, the, and the, the light just got brighter by adding those two guys. This hopefully will be a bona fide win-win for, uh, for both franchises. It, it was a topic that came up in Rocco Zoom earlier today without any names being mentioned. I'll add the name. Josh Donaldson came here to help get you over the top, helped you win a championship in the American League Central a year ago. He is a veteran player. That also, over the course of the next week, what happens or does not happen with some of those pieces. Do you hear from a veteran like that who has earned the right to have his, uh, a, a communication with someone like yourself in terms of expectation of the environment that he signed on for? So, you know, we have constant conversations with players and their and their representatives, and we try to try to manage those ebbs and flows. I will say one thing that is noteworthy, you know, without diving into any of our players, no agent has called us and said, hey, listen, my guy wants out because they don't believe in this talent base. Quite frankly, even to the extreme, Nelson Cruz is deal was expiring with us his agent never called us and said hey listen would you do the right thing it's unbelievable and put him in a position to win point of fact when we spoke to him on the phone and let him know that uh, you know he was going to get a chance to be traded his response was hopefully we'll get a chance to speak this offseason so I think when you're looking at guys who whose you know sand is slipping through their hourglass of their careers who still aspire to be here that speaks volumes to what they think is a competitive landscape for us is this maybe the the craziest or hardest to pin down trade deadline you've been experienced you've experienced based on coming off the covid year heading into a labor question mark different revenue flows or lack thereof for teams around the league it, does that all cloud this even more than it typically is clouded in the first half of our conversation which is we thought we were going to contend yeah. this year we think we can contend next year so oftentimes when you're selling you have a time horizon over which you expect to sell we think we may be selling for a year and bouncing right back so i think all of those things convoluted but our, our all teams now are are using systems to to help generate their insights into players future performance and their current values we all have less information based upon the, the lack of a minor league season last year. We have less information based upon the late start to this minor league season. We have less information based upon the volume of injuries we've seen in the minor leagues. And then you add on to the last component, which is pitchers are no longer using substances. And we don't know if performance since that date is attributable to that or attributable to something else. So we're all with slightly less information than we had in previous years to make deals, yet there's still a fervor around making deals to help teams win. We're hopeful that we can trust our systems, trust our individuals who are evaluating players and make the best calls for the franchise moving forward. That's the voice of Thad Levine. He uses words that, that I can't even pronounce sometimes, and they somehow still make sense. He's the Twins general manager. The show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. We will be back with more as we look back on what has transpired here as we hit the 100th game of 2021 right here on your home for Twins Baseball. 
The show is Inside Twins. Thad Levine, kind enough to join us here in studio. Great to see his smiling face. It's brought to you, not the smiling face, but the show by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated, how memories are created, legends are made. We're talking about the trade deadline. I know that's been dominating conversation here for the better part of the month, probably for you, just out of the draft, right into the deadline. Uh, did you like the late draft into the trade deadline timeline, or was that a little compacted for you and your crew? Does anyone from Major League Baseball listen to the show? Nobody from our own team listens to the show. Okay, fair enough. Then I will uh, speak honestly on that. I, it was a, it was tough to have the draft pushback for a number of reasons. Uh, most you know, fundamentally for our scouts, it left about a month gap from the end of the time that they saw the players to the time we had the draft. Uh, that was, a, I think, a challenging downtime for them. They're trying to get additional information in that time against the backdrop of players not playing. I think it was difficult a little bit for the trade deadline because typically that would be time that we were turning our attention fully to the deadline. Nothing was lost. There was no opportunities missed. However, the, the level of conversations definitely ground to a halt over about that week leading into the, the draft and the draft itself. And then probably from a really selfish standpoint is that's the one time that we're allowed to be full-time dads and full-time husbands and, yeah. and, and have a little time away with our families. Uh, you know, most, most kids in your in your your kids classes actually get to take uh, summer vacations that's the one time a year where we can kind of unplug for a couple of days and do that uh, having the draft then leading right into the deadline didn't allow us to do that that's a selfish answer but it's something that's important to me i know it's important to a lot of people in the game is to try to balance that time with family and and the profession yeah, tip of the cap to your scouts who double dip on the amateur stuff and then also on the pro scouting front those guys have been in the grinder and, and, and that's an excellent point because typically those guys who are the amateur scouts then shift to mm-hmm. doing professional coverage throughout the minor leagues and the major leagues after the draft they weren't allowed to do that so that's another level of information that we're not having going into these tread deadline you guys evaluate every process uh, everything that happens or is done if you say we're going to do something this way you do it you always go back and you get different eyes on it to decide if it worked if it didn't work what would you change what wouldn't you you're never standing pat with anything have you looked back on like spring training this year coming out of the uh, a type of season that we'd never seen before all the concern about the injuries and the short layoff and the usage of the arms and then looking at this crazy wave of injuries across baseball, including the Twins, have you looked back at spring and said, yay, nay, yes, no, moving forward, we like this, we don't like that? I, I think unequivocally one of the things that we really did like was the shortening of the games. You know, the fact that we were able to ease into games, playing seven inning games at, at the beginning of spring training, I think we would probably advocate for that for almost every year, almost every day. Uh, and I'm not sure there's a real degradation of the product for the fans. I, I do think one of the unique elements of coming to spring training, to the extent fans haven't done that, is the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. You do get to see the Royce Lewis's and Trevor Larnick's and Alex Kirilov's and Ryan Jeffers and Hilberto Celestino's play. That that's exciting. But there's no reason that can't be the sixth and seventh inning or the fifth, sixth, and seventh inning or the regular season this year. Right, or the regular <laughs> season indeed. And so I I think shortening up those games at the front end of spring training at least is a good move to try to pace ourselves because we had so many injuries at the beginning of the season I think some of it has to be attributable to what transpired last year and now we're mired in a in a a different pickle which is the guys who've pitched a lot this year minor leagues and the major leagues like how much do they've left in the tank at this point because they're all well past their innings pitch limits from last year and so we're kind of collectively as a as a league in uncharted waters so I think we're gonna have to be very mindful of how we handle spring training next year I think a great start is shortening the games on the front end yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what other data points come out of that from all the teams you know collectively as they get together you mentioned guys like Celestino perfect world 
he is not here. Now, it's great for him to be in the major leagues and, and to be doing his thing and, and getting an opportunity, and he's continued to grind away at it. But do you ever concern have concerns over young players who are forced to, to a, come to a level out of need that they probably would have been better served staying at AAA. And he went to AAA twice and never put on a uniform. Right. One of the things that has really been a positive evolution in the game is we now have customized player plans for every single individual player. Coming out of spring training, his player plan said he was going to go to AA. And if X, Y, Z, Q, R, and S took place, he would get a chance to go to AAA. Well, before X was even written on a piece of paper, he's in the big leagues. So I can tell you we've had conversations this year unique than any season I've ever experienced in my career with just the wealth of injuries we've had where we've actively talked about is the right thing to keep the more competent big leaguer, I mean competent in the sense that he can play center field in Hilberto Celestino's Mm -hmm. case because we need a center fielder versus just having somebody in the big leagues so he can go back down and prioritize his development over the coverage of the big leagues. We've had those conversations periodically throughout my career. We've had them constantly this year. This guy was supposed to play a double A this year. That's where he belonged in terms of his development track. He's really risen to the occasion to come up here and help us the way he's helped us this season. But I think this is yet another uh, curiosity about the, the 2021 season. It'll be interesting to see how it impacts guys moving forward as guys who were thrust into positions well beyond what we thought their experience you know, was commensurate with at the time in which they had to do it. Yeah, and we'll see some guys grab opportunities and some guys struggle to grab opportunities and hopefully they can go back and, and figure that out. Or a guy like Nick Gordon, the opportunity was hey, can you play another position? And suddenly coming off a couple of years where the poor kid just battled to stay healthy, to get a decent night's sleep, to keep food down, he suddenly has proven that he can play multiple positions, and he's managed to do that at the major league level. And, and, and do something he had literally never done in never. the minor leagues. Yeah. And so, and that's another thing, you know, which is something you don't normally do at the big league levels. Hey, let's try a guy out at a position he's never played before. But I think he's the other side of the coin that, that we were just talking about, which is, his bat has, has been major league ready for a couple of years now. The health has precluded his ability to get to the big leagues. And quite frankly, he was behind some guys in the middle of the diamond who were ex- really excelling at the major league level. So he gets an opportunity to come up here, but he gets an opportunity to stay up here based upon his flexibility and his versatility. And just like a note to all kids out there who are playing the game of baseball, I think gone are the days where we're just looking at kids static in one position. The more flexibility you have, the more ability you have to play around the field, the more valuable you are. And, and, Guys like Rocco Baldelli who are writing lineups each and every day, he's going to put a high value in those guys who are willing to go play different positions. Yeah, and if somebody says, can you do this, even if you haven't done it, say yes. Right. Give it a whirl. (laughs) Yeah, give it a whirl. You never know how it it might turn out. All of these are great, uh, and these are positive gleaned from what has been a season of disappointment in, in, in so many respects. How do you keep focusing on those positives but also trying to get that swagger back, that expect to win back because it's hard when you start the day looking at the standings and you work, read from the bottom to the top. I think this team has done a great job of continuing to grind and to work every single day and stay unaffected by that. But how do you get that swagger back? Well, I think, hey, listen, we're, we're going to celebrate every positive the season has to offer. And it's a mm-hmm. lot of our young players coming up here and doing what they're doing. Married up with a lot of veterans who deserve a ton of credit against the backdrop of some very challenging days. They've gone out there and fought every single day to win baseball games. That being said, we have to couple that with 
an internal audit of what took place this year. You know, we're, we're not just going to chalk this up as this was bad luck and 5% of, if we played this season a thousand times, 5% of the time we'd have an outcome like this. We're not willing just to concede that. We, we, we're looking ourselves in the mirror in the front office and we're doing the same up and down our whole, our whole organization to try and understand how can we put ourselves in a position to avoid these types of, you know, poor outcomes uh, in the future. And so where does that swagger come back? Like it starts with winning. You know, it, it absolutely starts with winning, and we got to get on a roll. We've got a lot of young players who are cutting their teeth this year. That's one of the biggest upsides. When they now have to play more central roles going into next year and beyond, th- their feet will be wet. They'll, they'll be, you know, they're they're ready to swim in the deep end, and we're excited about that prospect. It's not it's not something we were expecting to come come out of the season. A lot of those guys are going to garner hundreds of plate appearances this year. We thought we we're going to be the proverbial September call-ups, but that will make them that much more ready to be championship caliber players starting as soon as next season. It'll be fun to watch those young players with their feet wet also get accustomed to winning on a nightly basis at this level. We've got one segment left, and we'll get Thad Levine's take on Shohei Otani when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. The show is Inside Twins. Our thanks to Thad Levine, the Twins general manager. But Thad, uh, Shohei Otani, he's not going to pitch today. Uh, he's going to pitch Monday, which makes a lot of business sense on a Monday game against Colorado if you're the Angels. Just from your perspective as a talent evaluator, as a baseball fan, this guy, have we seen anything like him? Will we see anything like him? He, he's a living Marvel character. I mean, he, he is, like, physically, he's something you've never seen before. He looks, he's unspeakably large. Uh, he can run, he can hit, he can throw. He hits for power, he hits good pitching. And then he is one of the best pitchers in the game. It's it's an absolute phenom in the making. You know, when you're looking at this franchise, you're always fearful of Trout. Now he's got a partner in crime to go with those two guys in Rendon. I mean, three of the probably t- top 20 players in the game, and the first two guys maybe two of the top five players in the game. Uh, but he's he's in that echelon now, and I think he we had heard so much about him. He's definitely gotten to a place where he's uber comfortable and he is just showcasing his talents on a nightly basis. Yeah, and we just hope that we continue to see that grow, right? You just hope that we can continue to see it blossom because we have no idea where it's going to go. We've got 63 games left in this season. Trade deadline this week. Don't know where either of those things are going to go either, Thad, but that's going to be the fun of it. Stay busy this week. Good luck with all of the, the uh, phone calls you'll be answering. We'll talk to you again on the other side of the deadline. Thanks for having me on. All right, the show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killerbury Root Beer. Stick around. Baseball's next with a pregame lineup card on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.